welcome back to another episode of the Where the Fuck Am I podcast. In today's episode, I am at home in Perth and I am flying to Bali tomorrow. I actually, it hasn't really hit me yet. Um, I've started packing. I'm such a little freaking freak when it comes to packing. I, number one, I overpack and then I really have to make sure like I take everything for every possible scenario and it's turning into a problem. But I am so excited to be traveling again. I'm not taking my podcast equipment with me to Bali because there's just already so much going on in Bali that I think it's just going to be too much. So there may not be a podcast episode out next Monday. Please don't hate me. I promise I'm doing my best. But I'll explain the Bali trip. So I'm going to Bali only for a week, like six nights, which is really depressing because pretty much everyone else that's going is staying for longer. But I'm going with a group of people. I think there's about 20 of us, five or six of which are from this lifestyle content creating group of boys from Perth called the Calais Crew. It's spelled C-A-L-A-I-S and in my brain I read it as Calais, but apparently it's Calais, whatever doesn't really matter but I'm going with them and it's like a little retreat where they teach you about because they're all content creators and photographers videographers obviously basically it's like a little workshop for seven days and like it's not an intense workshop it's not like going to school but it's just like I think it's just going to be like a fun group of people all hanging out and learning from each other so I'm really excited I'm going to be working on my film photography skills and general content creation skills because I'm lacking on that And I think that could really help grow this little podcast family we have. So yeah, that's kind of the gist of what I'm doing. I'm going to be daily vlogging every day. I've made this promise to myself. I'll daily vlog every day on my TikTok. So my TikTok is at Grace Galvo, G-R-A-C-E-G-A-L-V-O, if you want to go follow it. Um, Because yeah, then you can keep up to date with what I'm doing in Bali. Obviously, I'll post my Instagram stories as well. But like the daily vlogs will just be more fun. So in this episode, on the back of the fact that I'm going to be traveling again, I want to talk about how I can afford to travel slash could afford to travel more in relation to my Europe trip. Because right now, can I really afford to travel? No, but we'll get into that. So yeah, we'll be talking about ways I saved money before I went to Europe to afford it in the first place and then ways that I was, you know, keeping track of my spendings and savings and everything while I was traveling so that I didn't run out of money in two seconds. And I'm going to be very candid and honest. I'll tell you like the numbers of how much I spent, how much I saved and all that. But firstly, as usual, we've got life updates. So um, I've written down a little list of my life updates and it's a very odd list. If we want to keep going with that little cursed theme that's been going on in my life, um, my wisdom teeth are coming back through again. So I have a wisdom teeth toothache. Whoa. Wisdom teeth toothaches. And then one of the teeth on the top row of my teeth, apparently, is really sensitive. Like, every time I take a step, it, like, like, you know when you drink something cold and you have a sensitive tooth? Like, that, I don't even, it's not, like, pain as much as it is just, like, sensitivity. Anyways, um, that tooth decided to be sensitive, so that also is bothering me. And then I keep waking up at 3 a.m. Like, religiously, every night, 3 a.m., wake up, and it's pretty much always 3 a.m. on the... Well, And it's pretty much always 3am on the dot. I don't always check the time as soon as I wake up, but like I'll wake up and then like check my phone and it'll be like 3.02. 
And so like the time I woke up was probably three and it's really creepy and I'm trying to just ignore the fact that it's happening because 3am is the devil's hour. But I did Google it and apparently it has something to do with REM sleep and stuff, but I'm still, honestly, I makes more sense to me the devil's hour thing and I don't know why that's happening. I don't know if like I need to get like, I don't know, cleansed or something. Like does someone, is someone cursing me? Does someone have like a little puppet? What are those things called? Voodoo doll or something and they're just like ripping my teeth out and making me wake up at 3am religiously I don't know I don't I don't understand but anyways that's the cursed part don't want to dwell on that for too long I also put on here that I'm nervous for Bali which is true which for someone who solo traveled half of Europe I don't know why I'm nervous but I am feeling a bit nervous I think I'm just no like I get nervous for initial like meeting people and then I'll be fine after that but yeah, I'll be daily vlogging it, so you'll get all the content. And then <laughs> the last life update is a random one. But basically, I went and got my hair done yesterday. And the first thing the hairdresser said to me, because the last time I got my hair done there was when I came back. Like, it was the day I came back from London. And so we were talking about how I was in holiday mode and how I was going to adjust to, like, working again. So anyways, it's been, like, three months since I last went there. So the first thing she said to me was like, oh, like you're finally out of holiday mode. Like, you know, how does it feel? And I would just rolled with it. And because I'm like low key not out of holiday mode because I'm about to go on a holiday. So, yeah, I just rolled with it. And I was like, yeah, just working again, like nothing exciting happening, blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't tell her about the fact that I was going to Bali. And then um, we were talking about like how your hair turns green in swimming pools, like chlorinated swimming pools and stuff. Cause I've never had blonde hair before until this year. So like, I've never had to worry about my hair turning green and that whole thing. So I was talking to her about that. And she said, the only place like you have to worry about is if you go to Bali, but like, you're not going to Bali soon, are you? And I said, no. And I don't know why I just like immediately said no because of that whole first comment about me not being in holiday mode anymore. So basically I just ran with the fact that I'm not going to Bali. Which I guess is fine, like, it's just a hairdresser, doesn't need to know everything, but it was just such an unnecessary lie. <laughs> but then here's the catch. She followed me on TikTok, <laughs> and I'm going to be daily vlogging Bali, so she's just going to see that I'm in Bali, and she's just going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why did you not mention it? But anyways, I won't be getting my hair destroyed in the Bali pools. It was just such an unnecessary lie. And I just listened to an episode of the What We Said podcast, which is a really fun podcast, highly recommend, where they talked about panic lies, where you just like panic and in the moment you make something up. And I think that was kind of like just in the back of my head. And then I just panic lied and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to Bali. I'm like, bitch, you're going to Bali in two days. You are going to Bali. But anyways, hi hairdresser. If you see this, if you hear this, I'm so sorry for lying to you. And I hope you enjoy the Bali TikToks. <laughs> Anyways, to the point of the episode, it's a bit hypocritical of me right now to be talking about saving money because I've spent over a thousand Australian dollars this week, which is like 500 pounds for people listening in the UK, like, I don't know, like 600 euros. I don't really know the conversion rate, but too much money, like for what? But I mean, my it was my hair. I've bought some new bathers. Like I've just been spending money. I bought a three hundred dollar film camera. So 
really excited about it though it was a great purchase but like yeah I'm not saving very well ever since I've come back from Europe like I think I've just been chasing the feeling that you get when you're traveling and like the dopamine and serotonin and I guess buying things gives you that for like half a second so that's what I've been doing but I have been buying from small businesses like Perth based and Australia based which is fun because I'm going to take photos of all the things I've bought and hopefully the brands might use them and further my photography career but anyways besides the point yeah I haven't been saving money so take all this advice with a grain of salt but I was really good at saving money before I went to Europe so I have five things that I've thought of which are kind of the main ways I've saved I would say I don't know I'll run through it and we'll see how we go but I'll probably come up with things on the spot knowing me. So, number one, a big contributor to my ability to save is the fact that I live at home with my mum and my sister. And I'm very, very fortunate, very, very blessed and lucky to not have to pay any bills. So, we do contribute, well, we did contribute to the rent for a little bit back in the day. But, yeah, I've never had to pay bills rent whatever so that is a big 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 reason why I've been able to save a lot of money anyone who's in a situation where they're also paying rent paying bills and etc I kind of don't have an answer for you because all that shit's so expensive and I don't think I would have been able to save for travel if I was doing that so if you have the ability to stay at home live at home as much as like you do end up wanting for that freedom or like like I would really like to live closer to the city because I live an hour out of the city from where I am. But um, I put that aside and I never moved out because I would just rather be able to save up the money. So if you have that opportunity, I highly recommend taking it. Obviously, not everyone has access to that kind of opportunity. And in that case, you just have to be really, really, really careful with your money. Because I was able to save and spend a bit on like clothes and going out and just little bits and pieces that I guess if you're paying rent and bills that you just do not get the like ability to spend money on. So that is probably the biggest thing that has helped me save. And I just wanted to preface the episode with the fact that I'm very lucky to live at home and not have to pay any bills. So how I initially saved for my travel was I graduated in 2019 and then I was meant to go to Greece in summer of 2020 but it never happened COVID happened so I didn't enroll in uni I ended up having a gap year well I did enroll in uni but dropped out after a week but besides the point I basically did a gap year and I worked full-time at my retail job so like 38 hours a week most of the weeks absolutely full-time Monday to Friday eight till five kind of deal And I'm very lucky that the workplace is a good workplace and it wasn't too painful doing that. I mean, it still sucks. No one wants to work that much, but it wasn't the most painful thing in the world. But at that point in my life in 2020, I didn't have a huge amount of friends. I hadn't started my other uni degree, which has led me to meet like a lot of people and a lot of my friends now who I do a lot with, which drains my money a bit more these days. But yeah, I only had like my four high school friends. I literally didn't go out like hardly ever. Um, 
I just stayed at home. I didn't spend too much money on clothes or anything because I just like, I don't know, I didn't go anywhere to wear them. So (laughs) basically I was like a little hermit for a year, but it was fine. Led me to where I was today. I also had all the social anxiety and everything. So like going out was scary and, you know, I didn't even want to go to a grocery store back then. So in that gap year, I was able to save 20,000 Australian dollars, which basically set me up for my whole Europe trip. I would put around $500 into a savings account every week, like minimum $500. I was earning around $900 a week. And like, honestly, I could have put more in, but I would spend the other $400 on like, you know, fuel and food and just random shit. But um, yeah, so I saved $500 a week for pretty much the whole year. Not entirely. There were some parts where I wasn't earning that much, but yeah. And then I wouldn't touch my savings account. Once that money went into the Europe savings, it didn't come out ever, which is a problem I'm having now because I keep touching that account and I really shouldn't be because I have this mindset in my brain. It's like once the money's in there, it is not mine anymore. Like if I had $0 in my spending account, but 10 grand in my savings account, I still had $0 in my brain. So you have to think like you're broke. And right now I keep taking money out of that account, which I need to stop doing. But yeah, because like if you take money out of that account, you're not going to realize how much you're taking out. And then suddenly you'll have no money left in there and it'll be depressing and you won't be able to afford a travel and you won't be able to afford your travel. So put money aside, just set an amount, calculate. The way I do it is I calculate how much money I need by the time it's going to be the date that I leave. So say I'm going to Italy in June next year and we're coming up to December. So I have December, January, February, March, April, May. So I have six months and say I need 10 grand in that six months. You do some simple maths and you do 10,000. I didn't know this was going to become a maths class. (laughs) 10,000 divided by six, which is $1,666 a month, which divided by four weeks of the month is $416 a week is how much I would need to put in a savings account to have $10,000 by the date that I want to leave. At this moment in time, that's not happening. So Europe next year is looking pretty uncertain, but I think I'll get there. So yeah, that's how I figure out how much I need to save each week and then I put minimum that amount away each week and if I get more, like if I have extra money that week, then I will also put that in just to like bump it up and cover for any weeks where I work less or don't earn as much. Um, also in Australia, you get paid weekly. So obviously you'll have to adjust this to like your whenever like I know in Europe and like the UK a lot of them get paid monthly I think or like every two weeks but yeah we're weekly over here and yeah I ended up taking $20,000 with me to Europe I hoped that I would come back with 10,000 and I think I came back with 7,000 but that was including my flights and pretty much everything like it was all inclusive so now I've been back for how long (laughs) Oh no, this is about to be real depressing. I've been back for three months and I've been working and my savings account is at $3,000. 
So, where is $4,000 gone? I don't know. Well, I do know. I bought an iPad. I bought my Bali accommodation and ticket and stuff, which was quite expensive. And yeah, so I know where it's gone, but it's just depressing to look at. So I spent about $13,000 while I was in Europe, which you could definitely do it cheaper. I didn't plan absolutely anything. I just YOLO'd it, booked things a day in advance, which ended up being much more expensive. So you can do it way cheaper. Like three months on 13 grand was, I would say, an average amount. It wasn't super budget traveler. It wasn't like, I'm not rich, so I wasn't like going in hotels or anything, but it was kind of enough to like book the nicer hostels and you know go out for decent food and like you know I could I wasn't stressed about money every day but kind of I wish that I did act like I was broke every day because it would have stopped me from spending a lot of money on stupid purchases so that's the biggest thing is you need to be able to work and work the hard hours like you do not get to travel without working the hard hours unless obviously you've got like an influencer job or I mean they still work hard but you know what I mean like if you're just working retail or cafe jobs or something you are going to have to work your ass off but the reward will be worth it like when you are traveling you can't just work part-time because then I started trying to save while I was working part-time while doing uni and all my money was just going to fuel and like you know, if I went out with friends or something like that, like I did not have savings by the end of it. All the money I saved for Europe was saved during my gap year. As soon as I started uni, I did not save a single thing. So the third tip I have is conscious shopping decisions, especially when you're saving up for something. Again, a problem I'm having right now, but it's a very much need versus want basis. Do not buy things that you want, but don't need. So if you already have two pairs of jeans, but you see a third, like a third pair of cute jeans, don't buy the third pair. I'm such a sucker for that. I'm like, I already have, you know, two pairs of these, but these ones are really cool too. So let me get them. And then suddenly I'm like, okay, but I didn't need them. And I feel like that's where a lot of people's money kind of disappears to is buying things that you want rather than you need. And if you buy things that you want, but don't need, make sure it's a really conscious decision. Make sure you really want that thing. Like, have it in your cart for like two weeks and if you come back to it after two weeks and you still feel the same desire to get it as much as you did before, then get it. And like, for example, my film camera that I bought, the $300 one, technically a want versus a need because I have a little baby film camera and I don't particularly need a big film camera right now. It was a want, but I've wanted one for so long and I feel so happy with the decision. But yeah, definitely make conscious shopping decisions because impulse spending and things like that will get you and your money will be drained without you even realizing and suddenly you'll be like, where the fuck did it all go? And another thing also, if you're buying things like clothes and stuff to go traveling with, don't buy white clothes. As much as European summer is screaming white flowy dress, is screaming white linen pants, white skirt, whatever it is, like it's going to get dirty. Everything white that I bought while in Europe, for Europe and wore in Europe has either been donated, covered in stains or it had to go in the bin because no one would even buy it from like Salvos. So you need to be making conscious shopping decisions because otherwise like money is just going to go straight out of your bank 
And I regret every white thing I bought so much because it was just such a waste because literally like I bought the nicest white things as well. Like I had a really cute Zara dress and some really nice white beach pants. But just when you go traveling, like if you're just going on a trip to Bali, like I am, I'm taking a bunch of white stuff. It's going to be fine. But three months in Europe, like across hostels and, you know, trains and flights and everything, like your shit will get dirty and it is not worth it. All right. Number four, for all you alcoholics out there, (laughs) limit the amount of alcohol you drink, basically. I think this is one of the things that saved me a lot of money or allowed me to spend my money on something else. So when it came to saving before Europe, I honestly didn't go out much. But even when I did, I'm not a heavy drinker and I don't buy drinks when I'm out really. Like maybe I'll buy one in a bar, but you will not catch me after a night out going, holy shit, I spent like $150 on drinks. It is the biggest waste of money. If you want to get drunk, like just get tipsy at Pre's and have a drink at the bar. And honestly, you can have a great time. I think it really truly is one of the biggest ways that I saved because so many people spend so much money on alcohol and it is fun to drink. Like I'm not saying drinking is bad necessarily, but I just mean that like if you are budgeting and you want to save money drink less because it is such a drainer of your money especially obviously once you've had a few drinks and your decision making starts to get a bit shit and you buy your friend a drink and this and that and then suddenly you have no money left but then you wake up the next day thinking like was it really worth it every time I've spent like over $50 on a night out I'm like holy shit like I regret spending all of that because I would have rather to have that money in my bank right now So if you're someone that usually needs to get drunk on a night out, if you can learn to maybe go for tipsy or even sober or like one drink or two, you will save so much money. And it's hard, especially like socializing when you're traveling, like having a few drinks makes it way easier to socialize. But I would save so much money and be able to spend that money on experiences or clothes even like just other things that weren't one night of drinking and I mean it's each to their own I'm perfectly happy to be like two drinks for a night you know and I'll buy the cheap drinks I'm not going to buy the expensive drinks I go what's the cheapest on the menu grab two of those and that'll be me done for the night and like if you can get people to buy you drinks while you're traveling pro tip do it because like when are you ever going to see them again are you ever going to owe them you know if you go out with your friends at home and they're like hey I bought you drinks the other night like you owe me now it's hard to escape that but if you're at a hostel for like two nights and you go down to the bar at the hostel you meet some people and someone offers to buy a round of drinks go for it because then you can just kind of run away I mean kind of a shit person if you do it but like can't say I haven't done it (laughs) I think, honestly, if you're someone who offers people drinks, it's your fault. If you lose the money and they don't buy you a drink back. I never really offer to buy anyone drinks because I know that, like, getting the money back is just not really going to happen most of the time. So, yeah, try and limit your alcohol if if it's something that you're open to doing. Or either budget alcohol into your budget. If you're someone who's going to have a couple beers every night, you need to put it in your budget because, like... There's some countries that have cheap beers, but there are a lot of countries that are expensive. 
so yeah hopefully I feel like that's like my biggest tip that I feel like a lot of people don't think about so hopefully that got through to some of you and then my lucky last tip while traveling to save money I feel like there's so many more than what I've said but we'll go with these for now maybe I can do a part two so yeah the last tip I have is to eat cheap now this is kind of a given a lot of people know this you are not going to be dining at fancy restaurants but you need to utilize any hostel with a kitchen don't be afraid to go cook your food in the kitchen and don't be lazy as well I got stuck with that a lot I was honestly too lazy half the time to go use the hostel kitchen so I just go out and get dinner but when you do go out and get dinner Go for something cheap and usually if you go to the places that aren't like touristy spots, you will find cheaper, good, authentic food. But if you go to like the main strip where all the tourists eat, you're going to find expensive food that's not that great and they're just making money because they don't need to have like reoccurring customers to thrive. Their businesses, they just need tourists every night that can go there spend the money and maybe go oh that wasn't the greatest meal we won't come back but they'll have a round of tourists doing it every night and so that always making money but yeah I highly recommend just trying to eat as cheap as possible pasta is a really good one for this I'm a bit biased because pasta is my favorite dish but yeah pasta always so cheap you can always find somewhere with like a ten dollar thing of pasta and It fills you up. It does the job. It's always yummy. Like pasta is always yummy. When is pasta not yummy? So yeah, I really recommend trying to eat as cheap as possible. Literally go get some bread and butter from the shops if you're hungry for a snack and eat that as opposed to going and getting a snack from a cafe or something and you will end up like it. All the small things is what really adds up. So eating and things like that, like you want to make sure that you're limiting your spending as much as kind of you physically can because without realizing all the small little snacks the smoothie at the little smoothie thing on the side of the road like all those little things are going to add up and are going to add up and then suddenly you've spent like half your budget and then when it comes to budgeting I don't really have any specific tips or tricks yet because I didn't budget Like I didn't have like an Excel spreadsheet that I wrote down like all the prices of my accommodation and stuff. I just watched my bank account slowly go down until I realized, holy shit, like I've still got a month left and I'm almost close to spending my $10,000, which is where my downfall was in not maintaining my $10,000 budget. Where I went over budget was because I was not planning ahead. I was not booking my accommodation ahead and I wasn't budgeting what I was spending and then I would just end up spending like way over budget every day so towards the end of the trip I started putting some things into an excel spreadsheet and then it made me realize like shit I'm spending so much so I stopped doing that because I didn't like looking at it It made me feel really bad and I just wanted to enjoy the rest of my trip so I enjoyed the rest of my trip without really budgeting too much I was just trying to be conscious at like in the moment like I would look at a you know seven euro smoothie and go no that's not worth it but I wouldn't be planning ahead and writing it down in my excel spreadsheet or anything that was only because I wanted to enjoy the rest of the trip without like stressing about money and because I hadn't planned anything money wise for the trip already it was just too overwhelming to do at like the time so I do plan on budgeting for like my future Europe trips and just any future travel um 
but yeah, I haven't really figured that one out yet because I didn't do it last time. I just wanted to enjoy the time. I just wanted to, you know, it was my first Europe trip. It was years in the making after COVID and everything. So I just thought, you know what, my money's going to come back. I'm just going to enjoy every day and take it as it goes. So if you have the backup funds to do so, like at the time, I still had another 10 grand, like extra $10,000 sitting in the bank account. So I kind of had the extra backup money to be a bit open with it and just kind of live every day as it came and just you know I was just as long as I had a good time I was fine but I just was trying not to overspend but obviously if you don't have the extra backup funds which I don't suggest traveling if you don't have any backup funds but that's a whole nother thing to dive into but yeah I would highly suggest budgeting if that's your case and like doing a daily Excel spreadsheet and writing in there what you spent and like keeping track of it that way so you don't go over budget. But if you've got the extra funds, you know, money always comes back. Live your life. Like if you were going to die the next day, you would rather, you know, spend the money at the time to do the things you want to do. But just don't make stupid spending decisions on unnecessary things is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, I feel like I've kind of covered everything for this episode. So thank you so much for listening if you got this far. Hopefully those were helpful tips. I feel like there's a lot that I missed, but we might have to do a part two when I get my second microphone and I can interview someone to kind of get their expertise because I feel like everyone saves money in a different way as well. Everyone has their own methods of doing it. So personally, mine is very laid back. I just put the same amount of money that I know I need every week the minimum amount you need to save what you need to save in your savings account and don't touch it but yeah I'm so excited for Bali and I'm so excited to do all the TikToks and take photos and everything I'm like actually kind of I was about to say fangirling I'm not fangirling what the freak is the word like I'm just so excited to especially with my new film camera and everything like I'm feeling very creative and very ready to go and I don't know grow my skills and everything so yes follow me on tiktok at grace galvo if you want to see all the bali vlogs and tiktoks and i'm going to take the week to be very active on my social media so like my podcast instagram and everything because yeah like i said there probably won't be a podcast episode next monday just because i would rather spend the time making the tiktoks and like growing my online presence i guess and growing my audience or potential audience a bit more and I don't know that just feels really important to me at the moment so feels right so we're gonna have a little break next Monday especially because I would have to record the episode today and I don't have any other like things to talk about yet so yeah I'll be back with the Bali updates very soon you guys will see it all on TikTok and Instagram trust me And yeah, I'm very excited to be traveling again and I'll share all the travel content with you. And like usual, thank you for all the support. You guys are like my little family. Thank you for all the messages, especially anyone who compares me to Emma Chamberlain. You are my favorite person on earth. (laughs) I've had a few comments recently of people saying that they remind, that they remind me, no, that that I remind them of Emma Chamberlain. And I'm like that, I literally, I want to be the Australian Emma Chamberlain. I will take that title. And I will hold on to it because that is the dream. But yeah, that was a bit of a side note. Anyways, thank you everyone for being here. I love you all. If you haven't rated the podcast on Spotify yet, please feel free to give it however many stars you think it deserves. Be honest, but be nice. 
yeah, that's it from me. I love you guys to the moon and back. And I will see you when I see you next.